Blog Talk Radio. Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and that what we are all one. So also spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching us this truth about oneness for eons. So what you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is Clean Out Your Life Closet with Corby Mitfield. This is our second time with Corby as our guest. Uh, I'm so thankful to have her. Corby um, has just uh, published her first book. The title of the book is Clean Out Your Life Closet. Sorry. (laughs) Clean Out Your Life Closet. Welcome, Corby, to Awake to Oneness Radio. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Like I said, this is your second time with us. Actually, you and I were just talking in the green room that it was almost two years ago when I uh, launched Awake to Oneness Radio, and you were one of my first guests. I think you were my third guest. And how I got connected and invited you on the show at that time was through Robert Schwartz's book, uh, Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift, because I like to share with the listeners that um, back in 2014, the summer of 2014, when Kyle, my son, made his transition, I was reading uh, Robert's books, and I also contacted you. We spoke. Matter of fact, the last uh, week of Kyle, while Kyle was here in this incarnation, um, you and I were in contact by phone, and so for that, you will always be near and dear to my heart. <laughs> it so was please. a privilege. It really was. Thank um, you. Kyle was an amazing, amazing boy, and for yeah. him to make that transition with such grace and pop back as soon as he basically unpacked his bags to say, well, the body's not there, but I am, was mm-hmm. just glorious. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. So now, now honestly, like I said to you in the green room, I really was thinking that you had published several books um, because I connected you with uh, the Your Soul's Plan and Your mm-hmm. Soul's Gift that I'm just thinking, okay, she's got a ton of books out there. <laughs> but this is actually your first. So please share. Tell us everything about it. Okay. Um When I was a teenager, like so many of us, I went to the self-help section because we were all looking to be thin, sexy, and dateable teenagers. And, you know, that (laughs) section hasn't changed much now that I'm trying to be, you know, uh, thin, glorious, and happy post-menopausal and married in my 60s. The point of a self-help book, too many times it's the person writes it and it's, 
Hi, I'm Corby Mitlide, and I'm the guru, and I'm going to tell you this is what you need to do. Do it. And that's not true. Because my life is completely different from yours and from any listener on the other side of the airwaves. So for a self-help book to say, I know exactly what you need, to me is foolish. So this book was designed to be written not only by me, but with whoever is reading it. And I think that's what makes it different from just about anything else out there. Mm, that's what I love about it. It's a, it's a empowering tool. So it's not, like you said, a self-help book, which there's tons of those out there. It's an empowerment tool to, for that reader to actually empower themselves in their own healing. Yes, exactly so. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about I it. Came up with some of the ideas. You know, I talk a lot about the examined life. Well, mm-hmm. the book is based on how I examined my life in all of its aspects and how I also worked with some of my clients. So there's a lot in there that are stories, my own Mm -hmm. stories, client stories about situations that we all deal with. And it's divided into four things. Number one, clarity. If you're not clear, you won't move. Simplicity, because we have too much stuff in our life, and whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, it's stuff. Mm-hmm. Then it's adaptability and going with the flow because life is changing so fast in a way that our parents and grandparents would never have comprehended. And the next thing, of course, is stress. Everybody in the 21st century is going to make friends with that word, and you need to learn when stress is actually good for you and when it's not, and if it's not, how to ratchet it down. So Mm -hmm. everybody will find something in those four ideas about cleaning out your life closet. Mm -hmm. Very true, very true. Um, Like I know for me, it's being in the now that really helps me. When I get, you know, when I feel like I'm starting to get overwhelmed, um, Mm -hmm. I remind myself, you know, all I have to focus on, all I have to do is be present. It's the past to the future. It's truly, the past and future doesn't exist. All there is is now. And the now is all I need to handle at this time. (laughs) And to remind myself to take a few deep breaths, to center myself, and to remember that (sighs) it's just about now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now is our PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I use those same. Uh, the point of the point of power is right here and now, not in the mm-hmm. past. It's not in the future. It's right here and now. And where you want to get clear is right here and now. So that is, and, and I, like I say on this show all the time, I like to keep it simple. <laughs> and yes, so please share share um, some of the stuff you have, you know, some of the tricks and that you've learned to help center yourself and to keep you present and to keep you clear. One of my favorite tools is what I call the Martian outlook. Mm-hmm. That's where you totally let go of any preconceived notions, any judgments, any anything. You act like you are 
from Planet Zorch. <laughs> You've just gotten here. <laughs> you know nothing about it. You got your tour book, and you're looking around. The everyday experience that I use to explain this idea to people is, let's say you and I were sitting down, and there was water coming out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a human. I'd look and i go, oh, Caroline's crying. What's going on? But even right. that is a judgment. A Martian uh-huh. would cuddle over, look at you, and say, why is there water coming from your eyes? And the Martian <laughs> would be right. Because maybe your contact lenses are bothering you, or maybe you have allergies, or maybe there is an emotional basis. But because he didn't make any assumptions, but just took a look at what was happening and asked about it, and was not attached to any particular answer, he finds the truth fastest, and he can make the most use of it. So... Thinking like a Martian is one of the best things that you can possibly do. I love that. I love that because um, that non-judgment is so so key. You know, because I realize, you know, um, spirituality and science talks about everything being energy. And you have the high vibration and the low vibration, but it's all energy. And And when we look at energy... Uh, in a non-judgmental way, like you just said, um, if someone's crying, um, like you said, it's not a judgment. It's it's probably you know it's whatever they're going through at that moment is what they need to go through. And so, us as an observer show just love. To me, it's just I said everything. You just put as much love into it as you can. But then, it is tricky. Um, because also we want to help. <laughs> you know, we want to always try to fix things. And and I just found out recently that it's not our job to always fix things, you know, because sometimes in us trying to fix things, um, it's, 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 it depends on where the person is, but sometimes it's not received as us trying to fix it. And then things get all muddled. And, I, and I'm speaking of this because I'm, I'm, I've experienced this very recently where mm-hmm. I wanted to just help raise a friend's vibration, and she took it very badly. Um, and actually, she, with me trying to raise her vibration, she perceived it as me attacking her, which was totally not the case. So... Um, it's so that non-judgment of where that person is is so key. And so if they're crying, if they're hurting, wherever they're, they're at, it's okay to, to allow them to be and just love them for who they are and, you know, kind of maybe try to tap into higher self to find the right words or, or the right action. But, um, to take out the judgment. I'm going to go does that even make any further. Sense? It does, but I'm going to... But, there's actually mm-hmm. a page in my book called Fix Versus Listen. Because mm-hmm. in any relationship, but most especially a partner one, there's always the fixer, the one who sees mm-hmm. the problem and they immediately made suggestion after suggestion until they come up with a way to solve them. And that becomes a problem when people aren't asking for advice 
A lot of mm. people, myself included, we just want to vent or think out loud to see if a solution makes sense. And we crave a supportive sounding board, but not someone else's two cents on the matter. Mm-hmm. And one of my clients had that problem. Claude and Michelle got married in their 40s after they'd mm-hmm. both been single for a long time. And Michelle would frequently interrupt Claude saying, well, what about this? And have you thought about that? And these interruptions forced Claude to constantly defend his reasoning or his decisions, which derailed his thinking. And that's when, it, as you say, an argument happened. Now, she knows if Claude is having an out loud go-round about a problem, the magic phrase is, honey, do you want me to try to fix this or just listen? If Claude wants input, he invites her to help him solve the problem. But if he says, please just listen, she does what I call putting on the spiritual duct tape over her mouth and just holds the space. And Mm. sometimes that's hard to do, but... We have to realize if we're that desperate to fix something, how much of it is really our ego that mm-hmm. needs to be helpful instead of trusting the process, trusting spirit, and trusting their own soul? That's so true. That's so true because they are divine, and we can't forget that their 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 answer is within them. And like you said, the asking. That's exactly what I should have done. <laughs> I should have, when this person was, um, you know, telling me their woes, I should have asked exactly what you just said. Do you just want me to listen or are you asking me for advice? But we should always ask that person, do you want my advice before we give any? That, I just learned that lesson and it's a, an important one. Yes. It's very mm-hmm. much honoring their free will. Healers, mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, a lot of us are blessed with the ability to actually lay our hands on people and relieve pain or heal some illness. But right. when someone hurts, you don't just say, let me fix that and put your hands on. How do you know the mm-hmm. spirit isn't giving them that migraine or that gut ache to remind them about something? So yes. I won't say... I might be able to relieve some of that pain. May I help you? But if they say no, hands mm-hmm. off. And again, trust spirit. Because spirit's bigger than we are, guys. Mm-hmm. Spirit will know better and than we will. And so true. It's free will. And when we do it without asking permission, we are violating their free will. And it, that is so key. And that is just a biggie that, you know, that we fixers... <laughs> you know, we want to fix the whole world. We want because since you know my awakening, I am so full of joy every moment of every day that I just want to share it. I want everybody to feel it. But it is there free. I have to. I can't. Um, I can't. Oh goodness, what are the words I'm looking for? <sighs> it comes from within. I, yes. No one could have given it to me. I had to tap into it within me. So everyone else has to go within and tap into that 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 well of joy and peace and love that lies within each of us. And it can't come from outside. We can we can encourage and we can inspire, but we have to allow that person to go within and tap into it. 
and and I that is just asking that permission before we we give our advice because I am a good listener. I I listen, I listen, and I listen. But now I will know. Don't ever try to fix something without getting permission first. That's very mm-hmm. important. Yes. Yes. So please tell us more about your book because it's so fascinating how how the reader can actually um, it's almost like a workbook where the reader can actually as they're reading um, journal can tell us more about this. Yes. Now we just had uh, a little bit from my chapter on getting clear in your relationships. So mm-hmm. you read the chapter and it has lots of things like fix versus listen, the sixty sixty, don't sublimate needs, and these are all good. Uh, but they're the kind of thing that you might see in another book. But then you get to the adventure pages. And these are questions that I ask you. And remember, there are no right or wrong answers. There's only truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are the toughest things about making good relationships for you? How can what you read in this chapter help you change your relationships with others? Turn this on its head. How can what you've read in this chapter help you have a better relationship with yourself? Mm-hmm. Which relationship that you have right now would you like to try some of these new thoughts on? Why is that the relationship you chose? How might these new thoughts help? And then there are two things that go at the end of all chapters. The first one is put more arrows in your quiver. What three things do you want to take from this chapter and put to use in your life right now? And then you get an invention page. It's a blank sheet mm-hmm. of paper. You write down Mm -hmm. those three arrows and you draw or collage or otherwise illustrate what your personal getting clear in your relationships divination card would look like. Now, there are 16 chapters here. At the Mm -hmm. end of the book, you've got 16 sets of adventure pages and 16 invention pages, basically your own 16-card deck. That book is now yours. You can Mm -hmm. lend it to a friend, but she would not have the same answers. She would not, therefore, get as much from the book in the same way you did. Hers would be different. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. It's not just the book, but it's a tool. It's a, a tool to help you really go within and search for those answers, you know. And and when we say the word relationship, most people think about um, male-female or a romantic relationship, but that holds true for all relationships. You know, every relationship um, is a sacred one, truly is. Every encounter is a sacred encounter. And um, we need to hold all of our relationships dear and really analyze you know what um you know what we what we want you know how we want to nurture it and so it's it's so this is so exciting i'm so excited to be a part of helping you launch because it just you just launched the um book was just released this past week correct yes on tuesday we had an online book launch which was uh-huh. great fun and last night um here at the American Hotel, which is a wonderful inn and restaurant run by some dear friends. We had the actual, here's the book, everybody celebrate, have a glass of champagne, and, you know, the baby is really real. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. it's a matter of getting it out to the world. 
Mm-hmm. Now, are you going on a book tour? Or do you have something planned like that um, coming up in I, this year? I would love to, but this is self-published. So I'm okay. the one who's having to do all the work. But I'll tell you, what mm-hmm. a lot of us are noticing, at least in the New Age spirituality self-help genre, you publish mm-hmm. the first one yourself if you're not famous. And mm-hmm. then you start taking it around, you do workshops on it, you do lectures on it, and you send it to the bigger people, Llewellyn, Hay House, Blue Angel, mm-hmm. and Speed Press. And they've mm-hmm. seen, okay, she has a real book, so we know that she mm-hmm. can take the entire process through. And right. they'll want at least another two. But mm-hmm. that's how you get the second and third one out there. Just like Rob, he found someone to distribute the first one, and right. the next mm-hmm. publisher goes. So, yes, right. um, anywhere that people want to buy mm-hmm. the book, listen to the book, work with me on yeah. the book, sure, I will go. Absolutely. Oh, great. Amazing. Yes, and like you said with Rob's book, because I remember um, it was a different title um, when he first wrote it. Um, it was Courageous, Courageous Souls. Souls. That's right. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And so, yes, and, yeah, that's amazing. Actually, I'm I'm hoping to have Rob back on the show, too. He's been so busy, I haven't been able to pin him down, which is it's a good thing. That's a good thing. But, it, yes. It's a wonderful thing. But when you do, we've started working on book three. So you're going to want to ask mm. him about that. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay. Now, you, now I know that this book, Clean Out Your clo- your Life's Closet is the first in a series, correct? Yes, and that kind of goes into how I developed the book anyway. We go way mm-hmm. back about five years ago. I had the idea of a book called God Does Laundry and Walks the Dog, and it was essays and cards, and it was um, a much thicker book, but it was also very disjointed, and so mm-hmm. nobody was really getting it. So instead, I said, okay, I shelved it. Last Mm -hmm. year, I said, I'm going to take 12 ideas, one a month, and I'm Mm -hmm. going to write four blogs on my Facebook page, Fire Through Spirit, and Mm -hmm. see if I can develop things that way. And halfway through the year, my social media wizard, Heather Beskiza, said, do you realize the the first book's already written? And I looked, Mm -hmm. and she was absolutely right. What we had done is we had created what we're going to call the self development project the first book clean out your life closet is mm-hmm. how to get rid of things that you no longer need mm-hmm. the following book is well i've cleaned out my closet how am i going to fill it with good nourishing useful things and experiences that one is mm-hmm. called the big reboot like you're a computer mm-hmm. right. fine you've got it mm-hmm. cleaned out now you filled it with new stuff then you're ready to create the life you really want, and that book will be called Be Your Own Masterpiece. And they'll all have the same idea right. of the book and the adventure pages and the invention pages within it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. And this this, this is going to be – it's just – I know it's already going to take off uh, – my, you know, I just see it. I, I feel it in my soul because it's, it's. I love things that are self-empowering because I feel one of the things that 
a lot of people are searching for answers outside of themselves. And one of the things I try to encourage with this show is to go within. And sometimes they need guidance to help them to go within. But like you said, like you started out saying, we're all so unique. And that's the beauty of us, <laughs> that we're so unique. So what resonates with one may not resonate with another person, but when they actually go within, they can tap into what resonates with them and follow that thread, you know. So it's it's so exciting. Yes, yes. So um, so tell us tell us more about um, the. You said this book has you said sixteen chapters, correct? That's right. Four parts. Four mm-hmm. chapters in each part. So okay. the first part is called um, Getting Clear, where mm-hmm. we talk about the joy of a clear telescope, and it's your internal telescope that you have to clear up. You have to make mm-hmm. sure that the lens is clear, and you do that by getting rid of things like all the techno tempters and the urgent things that get in your way instead of um, the important things. You learn to aim it correctly. You learn to adjust it. You learn to, um, well, adjusting the lens is actually several different things. It's things like cultivating simple good habits, get enough sleep, eat good food, keep yourself and your surroundings comfortable. You get dressed every day. You set your Mm -hmm. schedule. You stay away from people who live in Neverland. Those are the people whose lives are filled with no, not, and never, who make promises but never keep them and who are habitually late. You find mm-hmm. your tribe, and you avoid the gloom and doom in the world. That is amazingly important, even today, because mm-hmm. the adage in broadcasting is, if it bleeds, it leads. And that kind of an outlook <laughs> is the last thing I study journalism, so yes, I know this yes. is true, yes. Yep. <laughs> So it's making mm-hmm. an effort to find those positive stories, the inspirational books, programs like yours, because if we are going to be the candle in a very dark world, the candle can't surrender to the dark. Even if the dark surrounds it, the candle must burn bright. And you're not going to burn bright if you don't have that light within you and you feed the light with light-working subjects. Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. idea of the clear telescope. You right. then have getting clear on your purpose. That, mm-hmm. That's amazingly important. Look, as you know, I've been doing intuitive work uh, since mm-hmm. 1994, full-time since 2002, and there are questions that when my clients come to me with them, I love them. What do I need to know about my relationship? How can I make my business thrive? Who are my guides? But if you come to me and say, what is my purpose, I'm just going to look at you and say, nope. Because that's like walking into a Russian lit class and you get handed War and Peace and you look at it and you say to the teacher, yeah, it's a great book, I know, but, you know, it's easier. Do me a favor, just hand me the cliff notes and the answers to the midterms. I don't need to read it. (laughs) Yes, you do. Because without looking at your own life and seeing everything within it that are your building blocks, you Mm -hmm. haven't learned a thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's that's where I go for the sentence of passion. Mm-hmm. And everything we experience, you know, we look at things so surface from our limited human, uh, with our limited human eyes, and we think, oh, this is horrible. But everything we experience is our higher self urging us to wake up to truth. Or it's it's there for 
highest good. Whatever we experience, it happens for our highest good. And so we have to really every moment is a blessing and we can look at the we can look at every moment as a blessing or we can look at every moment as hell on earth. But that's how we it's all our own perception. So I understand what you're saying. It's it is it's encouraging that person to like they have to do the homework. You know, like you said, you can't they you can't that's why they chose to come here. They didn't chose to come here to have someone hand it to them. You know, they came they chose to come here and to be in this embodiment to evolve. And the only way to to evolve is to do the homework. Yeah, you can't be just given the clip cliff notes like you said. And that's also no. taking away their fr- free will. Mm-hmm. That's also part of that. So, yeah, I I definitely, but I I know I do um say to listeners, you know, it 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 is all within. Um and and it, it, a lot of people will say, "Well, how do I get there? How do I get within?" What you were just saying about um getting clear. I know the things that help me to get clear, which is sitting at the lake, you know, on a beautiful day and just watching the way, you know, just watching the ripples in the water and just quieting my mind and all of that, you know, that's that's what helps me. I love hot yoga too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but everybody has their own unique way, you know, maybe just taking a walk in the woods or you know, just it's 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 whatever your heart is is calling you to do. Because we all kind of know what our heart is calling us to do, but a lot of times our mind will put up roadblocks, but I can't, yes. And so that getting clear is a big, big um, first step. And like you said, it's going to be a unique step for everyone who takes that step. Mm -hmm. People think they're ordinary. Nobody Mm -hmm. is ordinary. Ordinary, you think it's dull, it's boring, it's, it doesn't have anything to offer the world. Your life, the way you live it, no one else has ever done it, no one else ever will. And that's why your life is like this gorgeous diamond mine. And you have to get down the elevator and you have to go dig out those gorgeous diamonds of learning, of self-forgiveness, of the aha moments. Because when you realize you've got this cache of jewels in your own heart and mind, that's when you realize your life and your purpose, nobody else could live it, nobody else could make it as a successful life as you can. That's so true. That's so true because I think of it sometimes as um, a a gigantic jigsaw puzzle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're all a unique piece that only... We can fill. Nobody can fill our piece of the puzzle. And for us, like, you know, the show is all about oneness, that we are all interconnected, we are all one, but we're all that unique piece of the puzzle. And without that unique piece, the puzzle, is there's a hole. There's a hole missing. When you don't bring your piece to the table, there's a hole missing. And the hole, meaning all of us, you know, we're all missing something when each of us don't bring our piece to the table. You 
get it. So yeah, amazing, awesome. So the first, so the first part is about getting clear, and then mm-hmm. now, what's the next next step? Oh, the next part is great fun. The next part is simplicity. I call mm-hmm. that life as a tiny house. And okay. in there, uh, I challenge you to an, a stuff experiment. And people can try this at home. Find 20 mm-hmm. objects in your house that mean something to you or you think you can't live without. They can be pictures or tools or gadgets or knickknacks, anything you choose. Then you put them mm-hmm. all on a table. You look at them for 30 seconds, then you walk out of the room and try to list everything on the table, and you won't be able to do it. You won't remember mm-hmm. where you got it or why. But part two is you go back in, you choose only five out of the 20, you look at the five, you walk out of the room, and you list everything you kept on the table. Now you're going to remember what it was, probably where you got it, why you got it, how much you enjoy it. So mm-hmm. instead of trying to hold on to more things than we can possibly manage, Let's concentrate on what we love, what we use, and what benefits us. That's Mm. the idea of living like a tiny house. Mm. And, you know, there are questions you can ask yourself that will help you with this. If I had a year to live, what would be important to me? Mm -hmm. What do I find myself doing or using most often? What do I surround myself with that has ceased to matter? That's things like, you know, the dress that looked great on you in 1986, but, honey, we don't look like that anymore, and it's out of fashion anyway. (laughs) What have I Uh, gone unconscious about? Those are all the things you've overbought because you forgot you had them. Those are the online impulse things, all of those things. mm, What benefits other people in the house, not just me. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. needs their own toothbrush, but they don't all need Harry Potter copies. And the last (laughs) is what intangible clutter do I have? This is so important. Intangible Mm -hmm. clutter are the tasks, the relationships, the obligations, and the emotions that waste your time. They don't feed your soul, they don't give you any benefit, and they hip-check out of the way other things that would be more important, more valuable, and more fulfilling. If Mm -hmm. you can use those tips to clear out your life, it will open like a lotus blossom with so much beauty and so much more room to truly live where you are, that mm. you will be astounded. Wow. I love that. I love the the live where you are, because I love that idea of just loving the now, mm-hmm. loving what is. Because I, I say enlightenment doesn't happen in the future. It happens in the now. And when you understand that truly we're each abundant and we're each, we have all that we need in this here and now moment. We just have to open our hearts and our mind and our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to see Mm -hmm. that we have it all right here and now. And so enlightenment comes right here, right now. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I love it. So good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. What I tried to do was find mm -hmm. simple tools because there are some books. I mean, let's go back to Rob's book, Your Soul's Plan. Mm -hmm. Stacey Wells, that brilliant, brilliant channel who actually pulls down the pre-birth planning sessions, um, there is such a high 
vibrational level of what she does that some of the um some of the answers some of the information that comes down if you're a rookie you have a mm-hmm. little trouble absorbing or understanding it i wanted to right. write this book that you could be just off the street you are about as um spiritual as a turnip but you pick this up and all of a sudden you find things within this book that starts opening your heart and your soul and you begin to soften, you begin to look at yourself a little differently. That's, mm-hmm. that's why this has to be the book for every man and every woman. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that too because, like you said, a lot of, a lot of people want to know, well, what was my soul plan and and what what were my other lifetimes? I I don't say past lives. I say simultaneous lives because everything is happening here and now. But what were my other simultaneous lives like? And and all of the, we we look for these things when, like you said, and I said in earlier, your point of power is now. Mm-hmm. It's right here and now. We don't really need to know what our soul plan was. We don't need to know really about our past lives. What we want. Because in the because everything is happening now, and when we're clear and we're open and we tap into the love that we are in this here and now moment, it affects all the other lives, all the other simultaneous lives that we're living. Our point of power is now, it, and that's simple. <laughs> Dealing with the now is simple, like you said. So I really like that. Uh, and 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 I think, like you said, a person doesn't truly have to be spiritual and believe in you know the afterlives and simultaneous lives and all of that to understand that you can only live your life in this now moment. I think even someone who is not spiritual can understand that. And mm-hmm. so, this moment, what am I going to do with this moment? And the rest will take care of itself. Remember the old saying, out of the mouths of babes. You know, mm-hmm. the kid may not understand quantum physics, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he's going to say something that shows his soul understands it. Mm-hmm. And that's the amazing thing. We have all the jargon and we, we have all the higher level thinking, but the soul, soul doesn't even need words. The soul right. gets it in image, in feeling, in being. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. So I love the fact that your book is is geared to everyone, whether they're spiritual or, or been on a spiritual path for years or just, it's just looking for a little relief in their now moment. So that that is great. That is so great. Mm. Okay, so step one is to get clear. Mm-hmm. Step two is simplicity, which mm-hmm. you, you and I, we're so in alignment because I say on this show, I like to keep it simple. <laughs> Even yep. though I've had, you mentioned quantum physics, I've had quantum physics uh, scientists on this show, which I love, and I love quantum physics because actually it was what the bleep uh, uh, um, film documentary film on quantum physics that awoken me to the truth of oneness in 2007. So I really have the highest respect for science um, and how it is 
just catching up with spirituality <laughs> a little bit. But um, like you said, it it doesn't have to be complicated. We can make it complicated, but it, it's truly at its core, it's not complicated. It's so not now, the next step. So we're up to step number three. That's going with the flow and learning to adapt. And mm. there's a whole bunch of stuff around perfection. You know, we think of perfect and so many things come to mind. The flawless movie star, the cake without a crumb or a fleck of icing out of place, the straight A report card. Perfection to a lot of people means nothing to improve upon. Nothing's wrong. Nothing needs to change. And, oh, baby, I don't know about you, but perfect sounds boring <laughs> if that's the definition. <laughs> Perfect is something that you can create. And mm-hmm. the example that I use is my 61st birthday last year. You know, normally um, my husband Carl and I go out to a wonderful dinner. We celebrate and I kind of look at what the year has been like. And it's a wonderful day of peace and calm and reflection and special. But last year mm-hmm. I was going through a very serious health challenge. I was on tons of antibiotics. I felt lousy. Um, my food was restricted because of all the drugs, and Carl had to work, and I had deadlines. Now, you look at that, you think, not perfect. But then I said, no, you know, this is an absolutely perfect day, and I decided that I would explore what could be done and what unexpected gifts might result from unplanned, unperfect-appearing states of affairs. And I came Mm. up with what I call perfection ponders. Number one, perfection can be flexible. It can mean considering other ideas and changing course. Mm. It means giving attention to what really matters. One of my favorites, perfection can be found in the tiniest moments and the most ordinary occurrences. I looked and I I said, "What what is perfect that I have today? A sharp mind, facility with words, a reliable computer, gorgeous view outside my window, and the two Maine Coon cats on the cat tree standing out there. Everything's cool, Mom, little vibes with every snore. Mm. And then perfection can be the willingness to fail fast and get it out of the way to where you want to go. Flow Mm -hmm. rather than fraught. A lot of perfection comes from imperfection because the universe is always perfect. Always. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love what you said about going with the flow because I think, you know what I think of the analogy a lot of a river. You know, a river that's uh, rushing towards the ocean that's just, you know, going with the flow. And I think truly the key to living a happy life is going with the flow. You know, the flow, the universal flow of life it will take you where you need to be and when you so you can we can make plans but to be flexible because if the flow says okay that was a nice plan you have but we're going this way you know your plan was to turn right but the flow of of life is saying no let's go left you know it. It's 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 in your heart. You can feel it when the flow is is taking you in a different direction. And when you go with the flow, it's oh, it's beautiful. That's what. And I feel that so many people in general are just 
trying to paddle upstream against the flow. And it's like, you know, it's just, uh, no, I want to go this way. You know, I know the flow is taking me this way, but no, I want to go this way. So to me, it's just that resistance against the flow of life that, that actually creates pain and struggle and anxiety. It's when you just allow, accept, and allow what is and just go with the flow of life, it's so beautiful. And so every moment becomes a miracle, and and miraculous things just are happening here and there, everywhere. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't plan, I mean, when I say I don't plan, I do have like, you know, a checklist of what I'd like to get done in the day, you know, like, oh, I have this to get done, and, you know, I like to do this and that. But I just really allow myself to be in the present moment and go with the flow. And and I just love that. It is, it's, it's, those are such words of wisdom to, um, I, you know, to live by. I always see our higher self and our guardian angel, and they're kind of leaning against the door jamming, they're watching, they're going, okay. We want you to go here, and you go, no, 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 I need to do this. And they look at you and shrug and say, fine, when you're done. And you get batted around by the problem. Then you're back, and they say, all right, are you ready yet? No, 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 I have to do this. And they go, all right, when you're done. And eventually you come back battered and bruised and limping, and they go, are you ready? And you go, yeah. <laughs> there you go. They they take you where if you had just listened to them, you wouldn't have had all the the bumps and the bruises and the problems. But they're mm-hmm. very patient. They're like, you know, parents, yes. you done yet? No? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. They're very patient, very always. They're always like, I'm always here. I'm always right here for you. Okay, when you're ready to listen, I'll still mm-hmm. be here. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. But if you think about yes. it, they are just like the doctor in the birthing mm-hmm. suite. The doctor mm-hmm. cannot reach in and yank out the kid. <laughs> the kid is going to come out when the kid is ready. You have to yes. yank, catch it. But mm-hmm. it's like breathe, push, breathe, push. Mm-hmm. And finally the kid is there. And very often when we birth ourselves into mm-hmm. that knowing and flowing, yes. there's like, you know, the OBGYNs are going, finally the kid's out. Welcome to the world. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. And you honestly, I I just know it. I don't think I could speak of it the way I'm speaking of it if I haven't experienced didn't experience it the last two two and a half years because it's just for me, once spirit told me, I'm like, "Okay, I'm yours. I'm just going with with the flow of where spirit is leading me." And it's I just tell you I tell everybody I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life because I feel like I'm finally living my life's purpose and I'm just going with the flow of life and wonderful things are happening. And I I believe, like I said at the top of the show, I feel so wonderful. I just want everybody to feel what I'm feeling. And so, but I I learned a lesson the last few weeks that I can't um, impose it on anyone. That was the word I was looking for earlier. I can't impose my will will for them, which is just to be love and light and and to tap into that that love and light that's inside of them. I can't impose that on anyone. It has to be their free will to discover it. And uh, so yeah, that is yeah, 
Part, so true. Part of the joy so when we discover is we mm-hmm. realize the value. You know, it's like the kid that's given everything. He's given all the best clothes and constant electronics and sent all the camps. He's had to earn nothing. But when right. life says, here you are, and all of a sudden we realize we have earned this peace of mind, this wonderful opportunity, this chance for our soul to open, this is when we appreciate it. We never take it for granted, and we use it to the best of our abilities. True. That's true. That that is exactly true. Um, whether they, when the kids are just given everything, and I deal with kids because I I uh, teach piano lessons, so I have students from the age of four up to sixteen. So I have kids in and out all day long. Mm. And when kids are just given everything, and they don't, they just don't find an appreciation for it. And that's the same thing with life. If we we can't. It's something that can't be given. What we're what we're talking about, it, it's within, and it has to be discovered. Like you said, digging for diamonds. You have to mm-hmm. dig within yourself and find that precious jewel that you are. You are the essence. You, the essence of what you are is love. That is your at the core, at the center of your being, and. What we have to do is discover that we can't be, we it cannot be given. It has to be discovered, and when it's discovered, then it's, well, experience. That's the other word, you know, to experience it. Because I can only speak from my own experience, so mm-hmm. I can only speak from my truth is from my experience. And so we have to let them experience it. So if we're trying to give it to them, they're not experiencing it. And that's why we came here. We came here for the experience of allowing our soul to evolve. And it's an experiential thing. It's not a giving. (laughs) It can't be given. So, so, so true. Mm. I know that oh, wow. you have on, you know, in your life seen people who can't understand why life is so hard. Why would God do this? Why would God put this in front of us if he's a loving God? And mm-hmm. to that I just look at them and talk about the white room and I know you know that that idea. Mm-hmm. The white room, the white carpet, the white curtains, the white walls and floor and mm-hmm. When you have no other color there, then you can't understand the beauty right. of the white. You know, it's like the mm-hmm. old saying, the Eskimos have 200 words for snow and not one for palm tree. We don't have a word for what we don't know. Understand, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, True. And if what, it's all what, white, what, you can't identify anything. There needs to be some contrast. You can't even, you know, if everything is all white and blending in, there's there's no contrast. There's, you can't see. <laughs> there's nothing mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. And that's so why the soul comes mm-hmm. down for that contrast, for that duality, so that when mm-hmm. it brings the lessons back after this particular incarnation into the oneness, mm-hmm. then it it deepens the oneness because mm-hmm. you understand what it's like not to have it. And so yes. you appreciate it up there. You treasure it. You help it grow. Mhm. Very true. Very true. And it's in the truth, like with with Rob's books, 
your soul's plan, your soul get your soul's gift. It is you chose. This is not done to you. And I think that might be a misconception with traditional um, dogma, Christian, and diff- different dogma, that this is being done to you. That, but it, it's not. Nothing's being done to you. Everything you've created and you've chosen to go through this experience was all chosen before your incarnation by you. <laughs> you know, yes. so I I think that helps to to own it, to understand. Okay, I'm creating this. I'm not a victim. You know, I'm not a victim of anything. Um, I'm not. God is not sitting on a cloud up there and punishing me. I am creating my own experience, and I chose to create it. And that's to me is so empowering, empowering and freeing. And when you know that. You 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 have nothing to fear, and you can really live your authentic self. You don't have to be afraid of, oh, what is other people going to think? Even when I started this show, I actually, quote, unquote, lost friends. People have told me, they you know, friends have told me they won't speak to me anymore because I have channels on my show, you know, but, you know, they and I'm like, I just said, well, what are you afraid of? It's like, you know, but I still, do, you know, it, it, they have to be them and I have to be me. It's not going to stop me from being me because a friend says, I'm not going to speak to you because you have a channel on your show. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I still love you, you know, but I'm going to do my show. Bless them okay. and release them. They are mm-hmm. where they are, and maybe they'll catch up, and maybe they won't, and then maybe they'll go on a different road. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I have noticed, because I'm morphing my career at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be on the road 45 weekends a year for psychic fairs, spiritual expos, reading, 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 reading. Mm-hmm. But now, it's not just sitting and reading one-on-one-on-one. I have, if you will, bigger words to say. And mm-hmm. there are some promoters who find that intimidating, and so mm-hmm. I'm disinvited from that show circuit. Well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I no okay. longer take it as a personal affront. It's that mm-hmm. the universe is saying, you're done with this road. We're taking mm-hmm. you over here. So wave goodbye. Blow me a kiss. Mm-hmm. But yeah. keep looking forward. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with change and growth. Yes, exactly, exactly. There was a um, quote I discovered recently, because I like to post quotes um, just for inspiration, it was saying it's something like, "Come, let come what comes, and let what goes go. You know, let it come. What's coming, let it come. What's going, let it go. You know, because that's, that's all about going with the flow. That's all yes. about going with the flow. Yes. And I think everything is a time and a season. So sometimes it's the season's over for that, which is fine. But it's it, like you said, releasing it with love, saying I have no animosity towards uh, anyone. Just release it. If you feel you don't want to associate with me, I'm like, I love you, um, and I always love you, and I always wish you the best. But I have to be me. Yeah, I want to sing that song. I gotta be. You know, know, it's got to be me, you know. So that's what I think 
I'm fearless. I honestly can say I'm truly fearless. And so it's not about, and I know in my younger days I wasn't. I was like, oh, I can't do this because I might not be liked. Or I can't, you know, it wasn't, you know. So I think when we truly tap into our authentic self and and we live from that, you know, part of us that just wants, that's our soul, wants to come out and sing and dance and paint and whatever our soul wants to do. Let it be free. Let your soul, let your soul guide your life by going with the flow. And every moment is just going to be an adventure. So, yes, 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 yes. yes. So, you lose now, so please. much internal weight when you mm-hmm. let go of everything that other people have told you you're supposed to be or what they think of you or why you're wrong or why you're this or why you're that. Mm-hmm. How many of us, really trust ourselves, our guts, what we get inside, that in itself is a whole nother journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And when we when we are able to honor ourselves, we can honor others. You know, allowing loving ourselves for exactly who we are and then loving the other for exactly who they are. Yes. So it's it, it you, once you once you're able to internalize that and do it for yourself, you can easily do it for the other for the others mm-hmm. that are in your life. Mm-hmm. We don't try to control the other the relationships in our life. We just let them blossom the way we blossomed. Yes. Now th- we didn't get to uh, step four yet, did we? No, we didn't. Okay. That's okay. Okay. We're getting, we're having such a good conversation. I I, I lost track. <laughs> That's okay. Um, step four is actually where a lot of people just open the book. They see that and go, "Oh, I'm going there first. That's stress, because we've all got it. And everybody says, "I need stress relief. I need to let go of all of this stuff." It's why I call part four. Stress is a complicated friend. Because sometimes mm-hmm. stress is good. Stress mm-hmm. is good when it sharpens you for a test or an audition or gives you a little extra push when you're doing uh, a track meet. That's all mm-hmm. good stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, mm-hmm. the occasional ping helps your immune system, keeps your brain cells working, keeps you alert. But when stress becomes chronic, that's when it's bad. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of. It it reminds me of the, you know, the um, I forgot what's the name of that animal that the uh, lions like to eat. <laughs> the elk. The or, uh, it, the, yes. It's like okay when um, they sense a, a lion nearby, their their body gets into they start to sh- they flee and that's. Stress, and that's good. That's good stress because that stress just saved their life, you know. Mm-hmm. But then once they're they're out of danger, they go back to grazing, and mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, they their body is not in a constant state of stress, and that is where it becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. Is when exactly. your body is in a constant state of stress, and I believe that is pretty key to a lot of medical 
issues uh, is that constant stick because the body was not meant to be in a constant state of stress. It is there for, you know, the quick, like, okay, i got to save my life, you know. <laughs> okay, let me do that. But then after your life is saved, then it's like, okay, let me chill, you know. Mm-hmm. So true. So please share how people can help with that. That uh, definitely is uh, a biggie for many people. Well, you have to recognize the difference between hyper-stress, that's the straw that broke the camel's back, and hypo-stress. That's Mm -hmm. days when we can't find anything to settle on. We don't have enough stimulation. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you are in that cycle of stress, you need to keep it at bay, and you use what I call the instant stress busters. The first thing I do is I get up and move. Um, Mm. I'll jump up and down. I'll do something okay. to keep me from thinking about this. I'll go into my kitchen and I'll open every cabinet and close it. Just boom, 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 boom. And the cats are looking at me like, Mom, did you get into the nip? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm relaxing. <laughs> um, breathing, uh, doing uh-huh. that, that four, seven, eight breath that helps relax you. I always say grab your fur person. That's why I've got three great big Maine Coon cats because hugging uh-huh. them and wrestling with them is the, one of the best stress busters in the world. Take a couple of minutes to meditate. Sip Mm -hmm. something warm and comforting. Hug yourself, really. Bow your head. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Put your arms around yourself and breathe. Mm -hmm. Find music that works for you and set your boundaries because that stress buster is the most important thing you can do for yourself. You cannot work 24-7. You're not built that way. And the more you grind your wheels, the more likely the wheels are going to come off at the least opportune time. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole idea about generally stress and how to fix it. But mm-hmm. the three stressors that I talk about most are stress as the shot across the bow, stress mm-hmm. as mission creep, and you know the, the stre- stress you can't avoid. I call that stress the donkey in the hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Because everybody will recognize one of those particular stress models that they do to themselves over and over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. So true. Another thing I think you were saying, hug yourself. I was thinking, mm-hmm. hug a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Just go, go out and hug a tree. Yes. When you can get yes. your feet in the soil and really connect mm-hmm. with nature, Mother Nature can take all your stress. She's big enough. Just let it mm-hmm. out. Let it go. Mm-hmm. So, so true. This is true. Because I know for me, if I, I feel the slightest, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing four different hats. Um, there's always work to be done. But I, if I feel the slightest bit overwhelmed, I, like, I push back from the computer, <laughs> you know. I, I take a few deep breaths, even if it's just five minutes, meditate for five minutes, if it's nice out, I go outside, like you said, Mother Nature. Um, I love the fact that I live in the country and I have a lake nearby. Um, I, I don't care how much work is on my desk. If I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, I walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, walk away. Mm-hmm. There's a particular little book that I want to recommend to listeners. It's by a good friend of mine. Her name is Cindy Griffith Bennett. Her husband wrote Voyage of Purpose. He's had a near-death experience. They're 
very well known down in the Virginia Beach area. She wrote a book Uh called Soul Soothers, Mini Meditations for Busy Lives. They're like two, three, four-minute meditations. You don't have to sit on a Zafu cushion with your eyes rolled up. You can take two minutes while you're in the bathroom and meditate and bring it all back to center. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. It's so important. That is that is so important because it's really about being. We always think about do, 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 do. I love uh, one of the things Neil Donald Walsh, I heard Neil Donald Walsh say, if we just focus on doing, 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 do, 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 you just end up with a pile of doo-doo. <laughs> I love that. Boy, that's brilliant. Yes. I love that. I love that because it is when and part of my New Year's resolution this year is to work smarter and not harder, and that is being in alignment, being stress-free and in alignment with my higher self, going with the flow again. Because when you're in alignment with your higher self, you're not in a state of stress. When you're not in a state of stress, Things actually go to much smoother. The work gets done much easier, much quicker. It's 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 so hard to even put into words because people think of no the opposite. People we we're trained. Society is training us to think no. You have to do 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 do. And it's not it's not well, about do do. Remember <laughs> it's about what. Wayne Mm -hmm. Dyer said, we are human beings, not human doings. One of my favorite things from him. Mm -hmm. Human beings, Mm -hmm. not human doings. And, you Mm -hmm. know, when they keep saying do, 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 I'd say, okay, think about an actor. The Mm -hmm. actor is on stage giving his lines. He is not moving the props. He is not painting the scenery. He is not doing the blocking. Um, He's there to act. He must trust that the rest of the team will be there to help him do his best performance. We are all actors on Spirit's Mm -hmm. stage, and Spirit will give us the props, tell us what the blocking is, and adjust the lights so we really shine. If Mm -hmm. we just let Spirit do the work and we just stay on stage with our lines. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and that is working smarter and not harder, by being in alignment with spirit is Mm -hmm. working smarter. And you get so much more done, you truly do. And I have discovered that just this year, that I've gotten so much more work done by just being and aligning and not allowing stress. When Mm -hmm. I see stress creep up, I'm like, "Uh -uh." I do the opposite. You know, I do the opposite of what most people do do when they start to feel stressed. They start to work harder instead of calming it down, bringing it down a notch, and just aligning with spirit. And spirit will take care of it. Truly, it it truly does. So it that is, and and like you said, in our unique way, we we all kind of know what. Um, like moving, exercising, I love hot yoga, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just things, doing those things, whatever will relieve the stress. 
Um, also, I think I'm drinking a lot of water. I, I'm drinking more water this year, and keeping hydrated helps me to um, to stay stress free. But we there's all kind of healthy things we can do to help us alleviate stress from our life. Mm-hmm. And I think we 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 know. You know, what works best for us and each person, each body is different, you know. So I think that that um, that that is really, really good. Now, you say in your book that there are some, um, you give examples or you uh, share some stories in your book. So can you share a story or two that's in the book um, for our listeners? Sure. Um, let's take... Um, stress as the shot across the bow. Now, just remember, mm-hmm. a shot across the bow was naval language for that mm-hmm. cannonball that went across the bow of the enemy ship to say, stop where you are, don't come any further. So, mm-hmm. look, this is something everybody will understand. I'll admit it, I enjoy desserts, but not junk. It has to be really good. It's how I keep my consumption level down. That's mm-hmm. why my favorite cafe and bakery, the Black Cat, is what I call the den of delicious deviousness. Now, I was doing mm-hmm. readings with the black cat on a Saturday. It was well past noon. The place was packed. I was reading client after client and hadn't eaten since very early that morning. Now, I didn't mm-hmm. want to bug the kitchen staff, so I just said, I'll grab a raspberry bar. Now, look, these are not just raspberry bars. It's a piece of heaven. It's got that rich crust, and it's real raspberry, and it's a crumb topping. So I grab one off the baking tray, and I wolf it down, and I go back to reading. And Mm -hmm. in retrospect, you know, it was probably two servings, and it hadn't been portioned out. But I was too busy and too stressed to notice. Now, within the hour, my heart started to race like it was training for the Kentucky Derby. And I thought, why is this happening? What's going on? And I went and looked it up online, and sure enough, a hefty hit of concentrated sugar like that can and does up your heart rate as well as your blood pressure. So I thought mm-hmm. to myself, wow, two things I already knew I needed to watch, and boom, I just did a double dose of stupid, all because mm-hmm. I was too stressed to pay attention. Now, mm-hmm. I've been told you shouldn't do sugar, and we all know sugar is not the best thing to put in your body, but I never took it seriously until I got knocked in the head with that proof. So from that point on, sugar became something really, really rare. So that's an example of stress as a shot across the bow. When you have something that happens Mm -hmm. and it just blows up in your face, um, it stops you in your tracks, stop and look at it. Don't just growl at it and push it out of the way. Say, why did this happen? What Mm -hmm. was the warning that I didn't see? Because we Mm -hmm. all do that. If we see this, blow up and then say thank you thank you for being there thank you for taking care of me that way we don't get angry and we don't make the same mistakes Mm. so you know Mm. i'm going to ask people look at your life right now how many places does stress take precedence over what you think you should or know you need to do for yourself if it's more than once in a blue moon that's your shot across the bell and what Mm. you do is you look at the circumstances that brought you about the shot. What can you change? What can you let go? What do you have around you, whether family or neighbors or others, that can help you realign with what's going on? And most importantly, where have you been so stubborn, so fixated, that you allowed this to happen? Mm -hmm. Those four answers will help the ship of you 
sail in smoother waters. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. I like that because it like now when anything ever happens in my life, I ask, I go in inside and ask, well, why did this happen? You know, I know everything happens for my highest good, and I know that I'm also the creator on a higher level, my higher self, which is a part of is a larger part of me. I don't separate my higher self from from the lower me, which is here in the physical. Um, and the larger part of me um, had this happen for my highest good, and so I go within. And I, like you said, I don't get angry or blame. Oh, it's that, you know, someone else's fault, or you know, I don't point outward. It's it's coming from within me, and I it makes me stop and I have to ask, okay, why? And then sometimes I don't always get the answers. I don't always know why something happens, but I always know it know that it happens for my highest good. So I don't resist it. I don't push against it. I allow and accept and just keep on moving, even if I don't, you know, I don't get the answer of why, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we resist persists, number mm-hmm. one. And a very wise friend of mine once said to me, you know, sometimes knowing why is the booby prize. Mm. Okay. Just what you do is you say, okay, fine, I don't need to know why this happened, but it happened. I've got mm-hmm. what it's telling me, and let's move on. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because that's the other question, okay? If, uh, the, the most important question is not the why, but what did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the key, because we don't necessarily know the why all the time, but the, what did we learn? Because there's a lesson in every experience. And getting the lesson, when you get the lesson from it, that's the most important thing. And that's the other thing I always ask. Well, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to learn from this experience? And normally I do get an answer. I get an answer from that question when I look within Mm-hmm. And yes. then I start to make those adjustments, you know, within. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yeah, this is really, really good. I love it. And and the, the, the I know, like you said, people want to go right to dealing with the stress, which is towards the end of the book. <laughs> before, mm-hmm. you know, because people want to be like, okay, that's what I want to take care of first. <laughs> but you have to do all those. It is, a, it's, you ha- there's steps you need to do first before, you know, in, in a certain order. Like I always say um, to people um, that talk to me about relationships, trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right, mostly it's it's women, so it's mostly trying to find Mr. Right. <laughs> and I always mm-hmm. just turn them within. I'm like, okay, love, that love that you are looking for, seeking outside of yourself, look for that love within you and love you. Love spending time with you. Love your your me time. Love you and then just allow the universe to bring you exactly what needs to be brought at the right time. 
perfect divine timing. But it's all about loving yourself within. And we used to always say, and I used to say it too back in my 20s and 30s, um, looking for that person that completes me. No, 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 no. I'm a comp- I'm a complete person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I am whole within myself. And there's and all the other can do is enhance or you know, bring a, put a little sugar icing on the cake. I'm the cake, you know. <laughs> and and um sure, it'd be great, you know, to meet that person that will complement my life, but I'm I'm complete in myself without that other. So um, I share this, you know, with people that I talk to that are saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm alone, I'm lonely, and it's like it's not about looking for that those things that we're looking for on the outside. Love, peace, joy, happiness. They can. Only and I used to say that before I knew it, and it were because it sounded good, <laughs> you know. It sounds mm-hmm. good to say, love, joy, peace, happiness can only be found within. That sounds good to say, but until you experience it and know it to be true, there's a difference, you know. And so now I'm at that point in my life where I've experienced it because I can tell you. The earlier part of my life, I, I thought all of that stuff I had to find on the outside. And I never did, never found it on the outside. I found it within. So, that brings up such an important point on relationships. You know, so many people say, mm-hmm. I'm so lonely. Um, mm-hmm. There's nobody around. I'm such a loser. And then there's somebody around them that's interested in them, and they go, Oh, but I'm such a loser. Maybe they're a loser and they push them away and they go, I'm so alone. I see this with clients all the time. Unless Mm -hmm. we love ourselves, we will not believe that anyone else could love us. Mm -hmm. So it's not that if we don't love ourselves, they won't love us. It is if we do not love ourselves, we do not know of ourselves as a person that one can love. Mm -hmm. When we know that, then we reach out to others and say, how wonderful. Come play. Come let me know who you are. Right. And you open up to them as well. Love mm-hmm. yourself first. Key to everything. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. Because I say when you tap into the love within you and you learn to love you, it just radiates out to others. And it just radiates out and then it just comes back to you. So it's just a a, a reflection. You know, the love that others are showing you is a reflection of the love that you're sending. So mm-hmm. it's it's so, so true. That is so true. Now, I, I know that um, we're not, we're today, today's show is focused on your your book, which is great. And I know that the first time we did a show, we had a lot of callers because you were doing readings. But I was hoping we would get some callers, um, questions, callers that would call in with questions about the book. So if there are any listeners out there listening and they have any questions 
for Corby. She's not doing readings tonight, but a question about the book or a question about any of um, what we've discussed, which we've discussed the book, which is great. We stayed on topic. Sometimes, you know how sometimes you'll, you'll pick a topic in general. People sometimes don't stay on topic, but we did. So if anyone is listening and has a question, the number to call in, oh, as soon as I said that, <laughs> We Get have a caller. Yay. Okay. I guess maybe they were invite, waiting for me to invite. Okay, we have a caller. Um, the area code is 630. Okay. All uh, right. Hi. Caller, hi. Who are hi. we talking to? Hi. My name's Lisa. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Oh, okay. I um. It's so funny. I just, uh, you know, like, turn this on and I saw on the computer it said, you know, write your own story of change based on your history. Um, through stories and examples you can find your own answers. You know, it's so funny you said that because I found I don't know, just recently well, you know, I'm always trying to clean out my closet, but recently, literally and, you know, in my mind. But um recently I was thinking how like writing really helps and I started a memoir but I don't know. I found more that I don't really like it that much. Like I just had a few memories I wanted to put in writing about mm-hmm. places or things in my childhood. But it was more writing just to express yourself. Like if you just start journaling and you do like three pages, you know, like you have all mm-hmm. these thoughts during the day, but you can really center yourself besides meditation. And I think it clears out your mind. Mm. So true, so true. Yes, I don't know. Writing is, I don't know what you think that, of that because I found memoirs to be a little depressing for myself. I don't really, not that my childhood was depressing. That's not it. I just, I don't get anything from it. You know what Lisa, I mean? Can I let me ask you? Why do you believe that your memoirs are depressing? Um, I don't know. I just don't really like writing about that stuff. Like it was fun stuff, like going to New York or what I did. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was born, I just feel more like I don't really like I do a lot of art. So I do a lot of self-expression. So I really don't mm-hmm. feel like I need that. But I feel like um, just by writing and journaling that that's like cleaning out your closet, in my opinion. It's like like it's not doesn't doesn't do anything for me doing memoirs. I mean, it's OK, but I just don't really like it. So what would you rather write instead of like a like every day? Like every day, like cleaning out your closet. So if you've mm-hmm. had a week, you like you just sit down. Like I meditate daily. So besides, or almost, so besides meditation, it gives you a way to clear out. I don't know if you agree. I find that putting your thoughts on paper really helps. You might write a page or two. So this is what I did this week, and this is how my week went, and it just kind of clears mm-hmm. out your mind. Um, it certainly can help, but I'm I'm even going to catch you. I don't need to agree. You say, I don't know if you agree. I'm going to invite you to allow yourself to feel the way you feel about it without looking for permission or validation from me or from Caroline. It is absolutely correct because it's you. There are no right answers. You know, I admire the fact that you can do art. Baby, I can't draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. My thing is words. I say words are my drug of choice. So for me, oh. writing a memoir is what feeds me, 
and I would look at trying to do something with art, and I'd say, oh, please, can I hide this now? So however you express that What do you feel when you write your, I'm just curious, what do you feel when you write your memoirs? Like happy? Um, I'm a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. I mean, as Caroline knows, I have done the breast cancer dance three times. I had two very bad marriages before this very good one. My mother was an alcoholic cross-addicted with barbiturates who was very emotionally abusive. But I have lived the examined life, and um, I have long ago forgiven my mother, understanding that she did the best she could based on her belief systems, that Mm -hmm. she and I agreed in our pre-birth planning session she would treat me this way so that I would learn the lessons of self-worth, what you know, what it's like to be in a female body because um, most of the time I come down as a guy. I do my hard work as a female. So for me, even though someone looking outside would say, oh, my God, what a horrible life, here on the other side of the three bouts of breast cancer, the two divorces, the, the yeah. parents, I teach, I have compassion, I can create something that can help heal the world. So I see every single thing I went through as necessary. Fun? No, no I know, but I, when you write your memoirs, then it's like like chapters on your life type of mm-hmm. thing, like you're writing a book. Oh, that's yes. good. Mm. Yes. Um, again, if someone so, can learn so when from you say my life, closet. So when you say clean out your closet, because I just got on the call when I saw that thing. Yeah. So when you say clean out your closet, for everybody it might be in a different way, because I have no interest in memoirs, but... I really like journaling a little mm-hmm. bit. So I think I'm going to start doing that more because right before I turned this on, I was just going to journal for the week. Like mm-hmm. I was going to write about two or three pages um, before I watched a little more TV and went to sleep. So I don't know. I guess I guess it's interesting. So um, when you say clean out your closet, is it just by writing or do you mean in every way? Oh, no, 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 no. For one thing, it's clean out your life closet. And yeah, it really right. isn't a, a, the writing. No, that's that's you know it's nice if you do it, but that's really not the deal. It's mm-hmm. you get clear on spirit, on your purpose, on relationships, and then you see about simplifying your life more like you know life is a tiny house, living well with less. Then mm-hmm. you learn how to adapt and go with the flow, and then you look at stress. And in the book. There are adventure pages in the back where you can answer a couple of questions for yourself to, you know, to kind of chew uh, on those thoughts. But no, what I tell you to do in the book is not right. It's not one specific thing. It's look at this idea. Here's a story about me. Maybe you can see yourself in it. Here's a story from one of my clients. See what they did. Does it fit for you? Um, the idea that you can only clean out your closet by writing is like saying wow. the only thing that I have is a sponge to clean my entire mm. house. No. Oh, no, no. I just didn't, I didn't know because I didn't read your thing. I didn't believe mm-hmm. that that would be the only thing. It's just another tool. But, um, you know, it just sounds interesting. I guess a lot of people, too, when you're working full time, it's like, you know, you really don't have time to think about all that stuff. But I had stopped work, so I've already gone through all those stages. And, and I've kind of cleaned everything out. So it feels pretty good, you know. I'm... I feel very powerful myself at this point. You know, I'm able to really hone in and make decisions and and just do what's right for me and it feels really good. <laughs> and not, and it doesn't always mean, 
even simplifying your life in terms of a smaller house. You might want a bigger one. I mean, it's whatever you want. Everybody's different what they want, but I think it's in, that's the core thing, I think. It's being mm-hmm. who you are and just not caring what other people think, and you end up getting a lot more respect because, you don't, you know, you almost you don't even have to demand it. You know, you don't have to really talk to people or let people. I used to let people, like, talk bad to me or bring me down, you know, from some things that I had from my childhood, and I just don't allow it anymore. I'll just put someone in their place in one minute, you know, because I'm not going to be victimized. And um, people like to take advantage sometimes of nice people, so you just have to be, I looked, I found out for myself, more careful, more assertive, but in a nice way. And, um I don't know. It seems to work for me much better now. So, if it works, so it's wonderful. Lisa, Lisa, I invite I'm you to the, oh, I I'm sorry. think Lisa, about the idea I'll, that you don't have to put them down. You don't have to put them in their place. Simply allow them. You don't have to accept what they say. I mean, two of the magic phrases in the world for me. Thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, because you're not going to change how they think. You can't reach in their brain, but you're not agreeing with them and you're not letting the information in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm thinking everybody's different. I don't know. I, I, I feel more like I have my own way of doing things without saying it outright. So I just like, I don't know. I'm able to, um, I don't have to, I mean, I would say to someone if it was something really inappropriate, but I don't usually have that happen. But I'm just saying in general, though, that um, I'm learning to you know really take care of myself and it feels great. I'm just really happy, you know, more and more each day, and I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's just well, Lisa, very enlightening. Lisa, I, I'm getting the impression you did just you just tuned in, and you, you missed um, probably an hour and a half, because I, I yeah. think a lot of what, well, well, a lot of what you just said we spoke about. So I'd love yeah. for you to, I'd love for you to please listen to the podcast, after okay. you know, once we once we finish, because a lot of what you just talked about, we talked about. So How, I kind of yeah, tell, I, I could tell you didn't hear us talking about it. So yeah, I know yeah, I didn't. But, I just I just turned on the thing like a minute ago. But mm-hmm. I guess I have one quick question then. So like, if you're at a higher sure. level that you've cleaned out your closet, what's the next thing you can do to get to even higher level? You know what I mean? Like, let's say you feel like you did the generalized cleaning, you know, you just swept it out. But then, like, what's the next thing you can do for yourself? Like, I don't know, check in weekly on your closet or? Don't think of it as a closet. Life closet is an expression. If you've cleaned it out, and also don't think of higher and lower because that's a very judgmental sort of thing. You Mm -hmm. are where you are where you are. You cleaned it out, love it. Just love it. Start looking around, and perhaps there's something you'd rather put in your closet. You've gotten rid of judgment. Oh, and you want to put yeah. authenticity in. See? Start putting but, new things in it. Yeah, that's a good yes. idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, I do think cause that uh, a lot of what we said that you missed, I think uh, it'll be very helpful to you. So when you get a chance, when when the show ends in a little while, you could uh, it, as soon as the show ends, you could hear the the replay, the podcast. Oh, okay. Cause I think, okay. Because we, I think we uh, covered a lot of that that you're interested in. We talked about um, maybe uh, Corby go through the process of the of the book again, the 
the four sections for Lisa? Right, the four sections. Number one is getting clear. That's the joy of a clear telescope. That's getting clear on your purpose and getting clear on uh, your relationships and getting clear with spirit. Then the next thing is um, simplicity and learning to live well with less, not in terms of saving money. That's not the point. It's um, making room in your life for what is important to you. So that's things like life is a tiny house, finding happiness with what you have right now, carrying experiences, not things, and what to do with stuff when you've lightened your load. The third part is going with the flow and learning to adapt. It's a lot about perfection, why perfection isn't what you think it is, stumbling toward enlightenment, how perfect destroys good, which is a big thing for many of us, and when to stand your ground, which is something you talked about. And the last thing is stress is a complicated friend. Is stress good or bad? Stress as the shot across the bow? Stress as mission creep? And stress when it just won't go away? That's what we call stress, the donkey in the hole in the ground. So all of these, you can work on them constantly. You can always improve. You can always go deeper. Do you guys believe, like, in, um, I don't know, I feel like I need to read, uh, in college I used to read, like, a lot of books like Siddhartha and Buddha. And I'm very attracted to the Middle Eastern I mean, it's not my religion. I have my own religion, and but this is like a separate thing. The philosophy with the Buddha and Confucius and just, you know, like going deep in your mind and peace and and just enlightenment. I mean, I really feel like it's really a, just it's just amazing, you know, if you start doing that. So I, I want to start reading about that more, you know. Like I read Siddhartha years ago and... Um, sometimes I go in an art museum and I'll see the Buddhas and I'm just, you know, it's not like the religion I'm attracted to, but the beliefs that they had about goodness and peace and enlightenment mm-hmm. and what's important in life. I don't know if you both believe in that at all. Why would we not? Why would I don't know. We I just want to guess. God is God is God. And Frankly, mm-hmm. he owns the grocery store and doesn't care if you come in through the deli section, health and beauty aids, or the florist. Just get in the store. <laughs> um, so sure, sure. There, there's yes. some glorious, gorgeous energy and thought and philosophy uh, in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And um, me personally, I, I don't claim to be of any one religion because um, the show is Awake to Oneness, which means I believe we're all one. doesn't matter what your religion is. I, I, I know that I'm one with you. And that for me, if I would give my religion a name, I would say it's love, just pure mm-hmm. l- love. Just love mm-hmm. everyone exactly the way you would love yourself. Um, Jesus said, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, because Jesus knew your neighbor was yourself. So I say it's all about love, so it's not about a particular religion. And I would just read whatever is inspiring to you. So if there's a, a, a book by Buddhism that's inspiring, then read it. Read what your heart is seeking to read. Yeah, I just love that stuff. I just I'm gonna try to read 
up on that. I was going to look for some books I still think I have in college, or I can just get new ones again, little paperbacks from Amazon, because um, mm-hmm. I really like that. But um sounds like you both did a lot of soul-searching, too. Yes. To um, write a, a book and book. everything. Um, one of the books I would recommend to is The Power of Now. We talked about uh, being in the now a lot during mindfulness. the show. Mindfulness. But, mindfulness. Right, mindfulness. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Eckhart Tolle, but The Power of Now is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like I've done a lot of that. I will really, you know, I will read your thing, but I feel like a lot of people are real messed up, though. It's kind of sad, you know, like they just, lost their way and they don't want to find it. They believe it's things and, you know, more possessions and keeping up with the Joneses. And I mean, that's it, in my opinion, just such a worthless path in life. But, you know, like I think a lot of times people just don't realize it. I don't know if they don't think about it, but they're not happy. I don't know. Well, you know, it's just one of I the think things the majority did, of people are like this. We talked about is the non-judgment because what we wanted, as you as it's more of an internal thing. Go with, like, you like to journal. I do, too. Um, so you journal, you meditate, all of these things you pick up. Uh, but why don't more people Buddhism? do it, I wonder? You know, I don't I don't well, really feel I need a lot of it. I've already done so much soul searching. I understand searching, what you're saying. You see, like, the, guess, you see the society, and it just seems like a lot of people, and I'm not judging mm-hmm. them. I'm just saying a lot right. of people are not thinking that this stuff's important to go within. And mm-hmm. I know it's where you're at, but mm-hmm. I don't well, we, know. Have, we have to also understand that where everybody is, they're exactly where they're supposed to be. We're all divine aspects of God, and mm-hmm. we're all exactly where we're supposed to be. So we, we, it's, more, it's, it's more about just going within and focusing on our, what we're doing, what we're saying, and how we're being. One of my favorite sayings is, be love in action in every now situation. So you focus on being your authentic self. That's all you can worry about is just you being yeah. you. But why do you and, think and a lot of people don't? I just wonder. I think, honestly, I have to tell you, I've been doing this show now almost two years, and I've been observing um, the world from not um, um, TV media. I do not. I stopped watching news in 2001. Mm-hmm. I have not watched mm-hmm. mainstream news since 9-11 um, because I, I more so am looking at the world from a positive, loving perspective, and I do see I see um, through the Internet, through um, alternative news, that the world is moving into a positive, loving vibration. This I do see. So I think we see what we look for. So, you know, a lot of people I know... Well, I think a lot of people people have lost their way, and that's my opinion. I definitely think so. And I think more so and more so with computers and the internet and just Twitter and social media and Facebook. I mean, it's just people sometimes, I just think in some ways have, and even children, it's just had some detrimental effects, but that's just my opinion. You know, I'm not saying there aren't people that are soul searching, but I think that, um, you know, just the value systems and things have just changed so much. And it's Mm -hmm. very, very hard. 
for a lot of people, I think, now. But I don't know. You know, it's just everybody has their own opinion. But I think a lot of people try. But, you know, a lot of people seem to have lost their way, in my opinion. Well, it's but always, like you said, everybody's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. And, it's, it's and they might think, I lost my way. You know what I mean? Because I don't have a, <laughs> a grand big house. And I don't really care. I go shopping like my coat looks like a... $300 coat, but I buy it for a dollar at a vintage shop, you know, I just... Right, but I how mean, important are, you know, is materialism? When, you, Like you said, yeah. we've been talking more about things that are of more, you know, the, the spiritual aspects of things and not the material aspects, so it's not really, mm-hmm. you know, and I know you know that, just from the things you've said, I know you know that materialism isn't all that important. Right. Yeah. Right, but a but lot of people think different. But it's okay. Everybody has to learn in their yes. own time frame, and some it. people are more comfortable at certain levels, and you know what I mean. But I, I definitely think you you should just try to do what's right for you, like you said, because you know life is short, and you know you just have to be yourself. And I think that um, Carrie Fisher that died was always instilling that it seemed into her daughter and her whole life that was very important to her to mm-hmm. try to be yourself because she was a very different kind of person. And I really do have to respect that because, you know, right. it takes a lot of courage, especially when you're someone that's so different like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, when you start living your authentic life, you admire it in others and you allow others. So you also, so it's about, again, and it's about just allowing people to be where they are and loving them yeah. for who they are. And but what if really they do bad simple. things? How can you love people that are bad? Well, that's a judgment, though. When we say somebody But there are evil bad, people. But there are evil people out there, greedy, evil people, and it's hard to love people like that. I'm, I'm going to invite uh, Corby to, to help me out okay. here. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, Thank you. When people, they're awful and evil. Uh, this is some of the stuff that, that Rob Schwartz and, and the group of us worked on. Mm-hmm. Let's, I'm going to go right to the core. Let us take a look at Donald J. Trump. Some people think he is the most <laughs> fabulous person in the world, and some people think he is evil incarnate. But the truth of the matter is they're looking at the personality, not his soul. Mm-hmm. We were asked in the book, Your Soul's Plan, what about souls like Judas? What about souls like Hitler? And mm-hmm. uh, he and Stacy and I all had slightly differing ideas, but the way mm-hmm. I have understood it is that is one of the most generous and loving souls. It is willing to come down mm-hmm. as a scapegoat when we mm-hmm. need big lessons. That loving mm-hmm. soul comes down, and he's Judas. He's Genghis mm-hmm. Khan. He's Hitler. And we, mm-hmm. as the, the billions on the planet get the lesson. The personality, the part he's playing may look evil, but the mm-hmm. soul never is. Is My exactly. mother was, mm-hmm. a, was an alcoholic, cross-addicted with barbiturates, kept trying to try suicide, horrible to me, horrible to my brother, my father. But in my pre-birth planning, I said to that soul, who is a loving, good soul, I need to learn some hard lessons and I need a mother who will push me because I will have a father who's my best friend. Will you play this part for me? 
And her yes. soul said yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it That's wasn't true. until after she was passed that I got that. But mm-hmm. She was not an evil soul. Her actions right. may have looked horrendous, but she was not evil. Did I, I, I lost her, her way or something? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the um, opening on um, the opening part of Conversations with God, Book One, it says, and you'll understand the whole of the book if you understand this. Hitler went to heaven. When you understand that, you understand the whole of what the book is teaching. Very much. Yeah. Mhm. Well, um, I'll try to look at your show. I can't tonight, but another time. Right. Is your mm-hmm. book um like published by a company or on your own? It's um, self-published, but it's there on Amazon. You can get mm-hmm. it in Kindle form, and you can get it uh, in a paperback if you want. Some people like holding that book. Yeah. And how um how long did it take you both to write it? Well, I oh, was the one that not- wrote it. She's, I was the one that wrote it. My, yeah, I'm just the host of the radio show. She wrote oh, the book. How long did it take you to write it? I would say a couple of months because I was doing it in the form of 1,500-word um, blogs on my Facebook page, and then all of a sudden, boom, there it was. But it went through um, four passes with an editor to uh, get it to flow and get it very tight. And, you know, I'm going to do a wonderful shout-out to Bernie Young, who was just – it is rare to find an editor that can do all that gorgeous tightening and yet not change your voice, and she was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So start to finish, the book started last January. I looked in June and said, look, I've got a book, and it took until January 31st to do all the editing, get the cover, and get it printed. You what sound an like you love writing. If I couldn't write, I'd probably shrivel up. <laughs> writing is <laughs> wonderful for me. Yes. Maybe you'll write another book. Oh, there are two in the pipeline, my dear. You betcha. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a similar yeah. subject? Yes. Um, this is a trilogy. It's called The Self-Development Project. After you've cleaned out your life closet, you get the big reboot, which is how you choose what you're going to put into the closet now that it's nice and empty. And once you've oh, cleaned see, it, like, you oh, see, like, oh, I really, really want... I want I want to find out about that book. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've that one cleaned be? and chosen, then it's how am I going to create that fabulous life? And that book is going to be called Be Your Own Masterpiece. Mm. Wow. So the second book, when's the second one going to come out? Um, I'm starting to uh, get it together now. Hopefully next year. It depends. It, it may be a little bit longer if I self-published, but... May clean out your life closet, be so brilliant that a publishing house says, oh, we like you and we want to have you in our stable. And I will go, you betcha. So yeah, that's my intention. Somebody will see it's, it and say, uh-huh. we'll pay you to write the other two. Yeah, yeah you should yeah. Um, just continue, continue trying to, um, you know, get published through publishers because I hear a lot of people, you know, I mean, everybody, a lot of people try, but sometimes it's the most persistent that, actually get published. I've been an editor in publishing houses myself, so that I'm in it from both ways, and you're absolutely right. you got to push, but boy, mm-hmm. you have to believe in what you're pushing, and that's the work mm-hmm. for me now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this book just came out, Lisa. She just published, mm-hmm. this book was just published this week, so it just came wow. out this week. It's that new. It's well, I, I think it's, I, I wish you guys <laughs> the best with her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, Lisa, you can check. This is Awake to Oneness Radio. Um, I'm the radio show host. My name is Caroline. And you can check out, I've done about 65 shows, and you can just go through the podcast on my website and on my YouTube channel anytime. Okay. And, um, well, thank very you. Very interesting thank you. talking to you both. Thank you so much for calling. I do appreciate that. And and I hope you get a chance to listen to the beginning of this podcast that you um, missed. Okay. Yeah. I definitely will check out, too, in a year or so, the second book. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. You know, about filling your closet, but you just gave me a great idea. <laughs> I think, actually, I might do a diorama. <laughs> like you, a, you could do, like, a little uh, closet and then, like, put things in it, like little miniature things you could make out of paper, like little origami things. <laughs> and you can kind of show it, actually. <laughs> huh? See how see how an artist's mind works. See, you you're an artist, Lisa, Lisa, because that's how yeah. your mind is working. I used to do like a lot artist. of painting. I did a lot mm-hmm. of painting as a child, and now I'm doing ceramics, and mm-hmm. I love it. I didn't even expect I'd like it, and I'm just so into the ceramics. And I did still life drawing, and then I'm taking watercolors next, and wow. then I'll go back to painting. That was, you know, my thing growing up Follow and then passion. I just got away from it huh because I was so busy you know working and yeah. raising a but child but follow your passion that's key that's very key yeah I mean that's I wouldn't want to do art all day long I'm not like a bohemian artist or something but I like it to be a part of your life like one day go to art class and then just do some art at home during the week and it's actually more how you view the world like seeing it artistically mm-hmm. And going to museums and the way you dress, like, you know, if you're creative. I just love being creative. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody's different, you know, with what they mm-hmm. like. To me, I'd rather explore that than, you know, even more than reading books, you know, like just getting more into your mind and, and uh, you know, seeing how things work and things like that. But um, I just like, I'm going to definitely... I wonder if there's, excuse me, a way to find out about your next book when it comes out. Like, should I just Google it in a year or something? Uh, um, go to my her, website, so, CorbyMitlide.com. Yes, yep, you'll What's always find me there. CorbyMitlide.com. It's my name. And there are already okay. 150 blogs on there. There's lots of reading material while you're waiting for the next book. Okay. Are you a coach, a life coach? Or? Um, I'm an internationally known psychic medium and teacher and inspirational speaker, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm and there's very a thankful link. to have spoken to hmm? Yes. There's a, wherever you found this show, there's a link to yeah. her website. There's a link okay, there. Okay, yeah, blogtalkradio.com. Okay. Right. And there's also in the in the blog, that Blog Talk Radio is my show, but there's also a link to her website, Corby. Okay. Um, and there's a link there. You, you, do you okay. see it? You should see it. Okay. Well, no, yeah, I mean, right. I didn't look on the computer, and I was just concentrating oh, okay. on you know, our conversation. But I'll, I'll try okay. to get into that and see it. But thank okay. you so much, lady. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling, Lisa. Okay. okay. All right. Bye-bye. Well, see, it's interesting that she had a lot of questions that we covered but uh, hopefully she does listen to the replay so um, it can help. But you know what? It made me think of what you said, um, Corby, about um, have this this book, your book. Um, 
being geared to everybody, that mm-hmm. um, not just people that are quote-unquote spiritual. And I use that because I, I stopped using the term like-minded years ago because mm-hmm. I said, okay, oneness, there's no separation. We're all one. <laughs> so I stopped using the term, okay, I like speaking to like-minded people. No, I like speaking to people. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, you know, we're all one. And uh, that's great that you said you the book that is you wrote is for people no matter where they are. And it, it sounds like Lisa you know, is one of those people that it's just it, it's gonna attract her whether we're no matter where her um where she is spiritually in spiritual um studies. So that that's great. I like that. That uh, she's very interesting and she's definitely an artist and I hope she uh she does follow that passion because that's yeah. where her creativity wants to shine. Writing is an that. art form. Drawing is an art form. It's all art. It's all mm-hmm. art. No one should ever feel like if I don't do it that way, I'm wrong. Nope. Mm-hmm. Do do your exactly. heart. Exactly. Your heart is always right. Mhm. That is so true. Following your heart, and and it's it's so many different ways um, to of expression. Uh, could be you know even writing code for a computer writing computer code, whatever your heart desires to do that. Actually, I, I used to journal. I don't journal as as much. Actually, I haven't journaled as much since I started doing the show, and I used to um, write more blogs, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just regular blogs when I first started the show. So I do love to write, too. That's that's part of my, my creativity. I just I haven't done it as much lately just because I've been so busy, but I'm going to get back into writing and journaling too. It will be That's the perfect That's something Kyle time told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kyle, to- Kyle told me there's a book in me. But I, I know it's not time for my book yet. I, I, I feel like there's, I just feel like there's so much more I need to do before the book. The book is going to, for me, it's going to be like the last thing I do. Caroline, <laughs> let me tell you, everybody looked at me for years and go, you should write a book. Well, until the book presents itself, you don't do it. But now I can exactly. say, oh, yeah, I did. Yes. You will do the same thing. When the mm-hmm. book is ready, it will knock on your brain pan and go, hi, would you like to go play? And it will just flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. True, true. Yes. And I, I agree. Um I it it I'll know when it's ready because Barrett will knock me over the head and say it's time. <laughs> you know, yeah, Kyle's going to write it with you, won't he? Yes, I'm sure yes. Kyle's going to yes. write it with you. Well, he's also the co-host. He told me that too. He's the co-host <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Hello, sweet so man. So he's my co-host. So he's going to with you. I'm just yes, reaching up he... to Kyle and giving a high five. Yes, yes, yes. So it, it's all all in perfect divine timing. Mm-hmm. That is all that is. And that's when when you know that everything happens in perfect divine timing and you're going with the flow of life because time is an illusion. I always say, remember Einstein, the, the one of the greatest minds of our time, told us time is but an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. I love Einstein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. 
Don't yes. ever say you don't have enough time. You've got all the time in the world. Time in the world. This is true. This is true. This is very true. So please share with our listeners before before you leave us, please share how they can get in contact with you again and um, order the book, how they can get the book, and how they can find out where you're going to be whenever you're um, doing your workshops and all of that. Please share. Okay. Um, I make it very simple for people. You go to mm-hmm. my website, which is my name, Corby Mitleide, that's C-O-R-B-I-E-M-I-T-L-E-I-D, CorbyMitleide.com. And you can always find me on Facebook. Uh, my page there is Fire Through Spirit. When you go to my website, you'll also see a little section called Where's Corby? And you'll see where I'm on the road. You'll see when I'm doing podcasts. You'll see when I'm doing book signings and all of the other interesting, luscious things I do. And if this book just sounds delicious to you, go to Amazon. Look for mm-hmm. Clean Out Your Life Closet. And there you go, Kindle or the paperback. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so, so much. It's, it's This has been an amazing two hours. It just flew by. It's just I can't believe that we're almost down to the wire, but it's been great. Now, is there any last uh, tidbits you want to leave with our listeners before before we run out of time here? Yes. The one thing about Blog Talk Radio, it'll cut you off in mid-sentence. <laughs> well, then I'll make it really, really quick. But I okay. want to leave people with the three most important questions that I learned from the Fabulous Option Institute in Western Massachusetts back in the 1980s, and they have done wonders for me for 30 years. Everything Mm -hmm. comes down to this. What are you unhappy about? Why are you unhappy about that? What do you think would happen if you stopped being unhappy about that? Change unhappy to angry or fearful or depressed or whatever word you want, but remember... You can choose your belief systems, and they can change in a moment. So if you want to be happy, ask yourself, how will I be happy today? If you're unhappy, say, what do I think would happen if I stopped being unhappy? Challenge yourself to turn it around and watch the miracles happen. Mm. I love that. I love that. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, Byron Katie. Mm. Who would you be without your story? That's right. I love it. She asks that question all the time. Who would you be without your story? I love that. It just and and be in the now and just love what is. Yes. That is so beautiful. So beautiful. Well, thank you so, so, so much and you have a fabulous weekend. And I forget where are you located? I am located in upstate New York, Schoharie County. Yep, Mm 32,000 people and a bunch of cows and sheep. Okay, and I'm in the Poconos, northeast Pennsylvania, so we're not far from each other. We're not. I'm waving at you, girl. I'm waving out the window. Okay, Okay. well, thank you so, so much. You have a great weekend, and we're going to keep in touch. Okay. Thank you. Love you. you. Thank the audience, and much, much love. Much, much love. Love you so much. Okay. Bye-bye.